Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B, Bobby Blaze. Oh, no, not Meatloaf again. (laughs) Professor, how are you, man? Hey, it's me, Double B, coming to you, baby. Um, We got a special guest, Dave, on the line. We're asking him to hold up for one second, but thanks and welcome to our program, Dave. We've got some unfinished business with Meatloaf right now, though. Uh, uh, it seems to be a theme so. <laughs> running here lately, so uh, what do we got with Meatloaf now? Well, from what I understand, okay, we kind of had this iffy feeling about Ellen Foley we was talking about, who actually does the vocals on the album. The best I could tell. She'd done the vocals on the album. But in a video, it was Carla DeVito. She's the hot chick in the video. Uh, that says, you know, when she mouths those words, let me sleep on it, you know? Yeah. When you, oh, man. Anyway, so I, we're trying to get this cleared up. Um, so anyway, I think that clears it up. De- Carla DeVito was the singer on the video. Okay. And uh, Ellen Foley was vocals. vocals on the yes, album. Foley, yeah. yes, Foley, I'm sorry. And real quickly, we got a shout-out to our man Sean, who cleared up the Hexall uh, Dugan uh, uh Patreon, uh, what was that? Patriotic uh, gimmick he did, rather. Yeah. So uh, that dates back to Mid-South, apparently, and yes. it's not a WWF thing. Yes, um, he smartened us up on that. Yeah, I guess uh, DiBiase went heel and went foreign, I'm assuming, with uh, Skander Akbar. I, I guess so. And then Hacksaw had the uh, South will rise again for a guy from New York, but but it worked, you know. So Southern, for that Southern time. New York. Yes. Southern New York. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And with that, um, what I've got written next is Bo Knows, and it says Dave Knows Wrestling. Dave, welcome to our program, man. Hey, thank you so Can much you for having me. It is an honor to be here. Oh, man. It's our pleasure to have you on, man. So, how are you today, sir? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How how are you guys doing? How are you two doing? <laughs> oh well, I I am in. We're expecting to be 112 here in Central California today. Um, so me and my dog are just laying on the floor under the air conditioning vents and not moving. I don't blame you. That sounds like a good day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We are. Um, we're actually having it pretty cool where I'm at over here in Kentucky right now. It's uh, about 80, 83-ish, and uh, it's been staying there the last couple of days with some thunder showers in the afternoons. It's actually been pretty pleasant, I have to say. Not unbearable like 112 out there in California. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so, so, you know, I'm going to kind of jump into this real quick here. I discovered Dave's uh, YouTube channel, Dave Knows Wrestling, I, and I know you've got a couple others as well, but... Wrestling's what we talk about here. Wrestling and meatloaf. We have <laughs> apparently yeah, very specific genre we cover. Um, hey, so let me let me ask you, how did you? Oh, sure, I'm sure get, a lot of people want to hear hear that. <laughs> how did you get into? Well, how did you get into pro wrestling? How did you become a fan? Let's start with that. What era were we talking here? Okay, so uh, you know, like a lot of people, roughly my age, uh, it was the '80s. It was Hulkamania, just like everybody. Um, I was a real little kid, like, cause my dad, uh, is a wrestling fan. He doesn't really watch anymore. And I, but when he got me into it, uh, like the earliest thing I could remember, uh, I tell the story, I don't know how accurate the memory is, but the 
the first the first wrestler I can remember is Dusty Rhodes uh, when I was like three years old. Uh, but then, of course, you know, then I discovered Hulk Hogan. And I had no idea who Dusty's wrestling in that match. For all I know, it was Ric Flair, and I just didn't know it was Ric Flair. <laughs> because, like, Dusty stood out to me. Like, he had a, he had a much more obvious presence as, a, as a, like, a toddler. So I still remember that. But then again, like I said, I don't know how accurate this memory is. Uh, but then I got sucked into the Hulkamania just like anybody else, any other kid would. Um, I had a fleeting understanding of it, and, you know, I know my dad watched it, but then when I really, really got into it was uh, the Royal Rumble, because when I saw the Royal Rumble, I thought this was, like, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, and so that was uh, that was the thing that sucked me in for sure. Okay, and then how did right. you come up with the idea for starting your YouTube channel about wrestling? <laughs> um, interesting question. Uh, for me, um, it came to me in the car. I was driving, and um, I was thinking about... I, I've been a fan. I've been watching YouTube. As I said, YouTube has slowly replaced regular television for me. I barely watch any regular TV, but I watch a lot of YouTube. And then I just started thinking and it just clicked to me while I was driving. And all of a sudden I was like, hey, you know, what if I did this? Uh, you know, I could do that. And then, you know, I just wanted to see if it was possible. And then I started thinking of things that I know, you know, things I know about or things I'm a fan about. And I said, okay. And it was originally going to be like a multi-channel where every, if you look back at the really, really early videos, like the launch videos, and please don't because they're terrible, so don't watch those. <laughs> um, but if you watch the well, early Let me interrupt videos, you real quickly. Yeah. Let me If you sure. turn on uh, – I, I watch YouTube probably 90% of my time on TV. I just want to let the fans know. At Dave Knows Wrestling, let me tell you, you're a good-looking guy, and you're very well-spoken, as we're learning right now. So keep <laughs> up the story, man. Keep up the good work. And uh, that's meant in the most respectful way. You're easy on the eyes to look at and listen Bobby, to. Bobby, so. stop sexually harassing our guests. <laughs> hey, man, come on. No, now. no, he doesn't have to stop. It's fine. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please. Continue. I just want to get that. That's where I get. Forget that, man. And I, and I, I got some other stuff for you, but go ahead. <laughs> well, thank you. I, pre I appreciate that. Very, very flattered. Okay. So, um, yeah, uh, when I first started doing the channel, it was supposed to be like a conglomerate of just things that I like. And it was, and if you, the early videos, it was like, it's the intro was just Dave knows. And then it was, then I would say, and today Dave knows wrestling because it was going to be like today, Dave knows wrestling. And then the next video could have been Dave knows uh, comics or whatever. And then I, at the, the last minute changed it and made it only wrestling, just a wrestling only channel. So at the last possible second, because I just had the most things to say about it at that particular moment. And then we've just been rolling with the ball ever since. Gotcha. Are you a Marvel or a DC guy? Marvel guy for sure. Make mine Marvel. Okay. <laughs> who, who, who would win in a fight? Nova or uh, Hyperion? <laughs> I'm going Hyperion on that okay. one. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Sorry, Bobby. I know you're not really a comic guy, but I had to had to get something in there. Um, I'll go right ahead, but yeah. no, it's all good. You know that on this program. Um, <laughs> I still got a couple of things I got to get into, motherfucker. Well, you know what? I'm interested to see how it would be a comic guy, how it or not being a comic guy. Uh, I like being like I in today's in, age, all the movies. I feel like everybody. Yeah, I got into I was comics when I loved you know I was younger of course young kid loved comics and up until I was about twelve um, and then other vices took over. Um, oh, I understand about, that. You know, yeah. Anyway, um, but then I when the movie started coming out about I want to say and around the summer of either two thousand and nine or ten I just spent my whole summer I'm not reading and I'm. As Jeremy knows, I'm a avid reader, and I just took off reading anything serious for the summer and just read a shitload of comic books that summer. But I will say I've not stayed with that pattern. Um, and I haven't even went to the movies recently to see anything. Uh, well, fuck. No, no one. You know really what I'm saying? No, no one has. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, 
Um, yeah, so I won't I won't dumb down a conversation by by being a comic affiliato uh, as you guys are, you know. But, but you know what's interesting? I have a very similar story to that because when I got into comics, to offshoot this, I'll try to wrap this up quick. But um, you know, I got into comics when I was a little kid. It was a reward if uh, for my mom if I was good uh, at preschool. So I would get like a Thundercats mm. comic when I was like three or whatever. But then around like you know ten, eleven, twelve, it's Oh, the girls don't think that's cool. So uh, I don't like comics. That's lame. That's for babies. I'm a man now. <laughs> well, we went from sliding. Um, I, I, I like the things you route. think I'm supposed to like and more. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, we, I had a right. newspaper route. My second route was um, inside the hospital. They had a gift shop. So hmm. um, there was a time I went from um, – you know, sliding comic books into my newspaper bag uh, <laughs> or getting distracted from the uh, lady at work there, to, you know, how you do the old uh, five-finger discount deal till we got to, oh, there's a Playboy, and I can reach that top shelf now, you know. <laughs> and the, re- the wrestling magazine were, of course, right in the middle. So we always went for those first. But once we saw those Playboys, like, okay. Because <laughs> I had a couple friends a little bit older than me, a little bit taller than me. And so we discovered those. Well, for that, the articles were really good, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, course. yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was better than the ones we found out beside our neighborhood, uh, you know, near yeah, some like trash cans. Yeah, nothing like hearing articles. Yeah, you're like, ah, come on, man. You got to go out there and... <laughs> Leave it for the next guy. They cut out a good parts out of it. There's no good articles in those magazines, just pictures. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's like a roller coaster. You know, when you're tall enough to reach that shelf is when you've earned it. You know, that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, like yeah. the drinking age in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dave, real quick, before we forget, let's go ahead and uh, let you promote some stuff. Where can people find yeah. all your work at? Okay, you can find me over at Dave Knows Wrestling over on YouTube. I also have another channel, Dave Knows Comics. Uh, you can also find me at Dave Knows Things over on the Twitter. Fantastic. And I follow you on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, it's back at you, buddy. Yeah, that's yeah. actually where we all connected, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, hell, that's where me and Bobby connected years ago now. So, oh, really? Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Um, so, real quickly, let me throw out a couple things. Sure. This Saturday... July 17th, not the, I won't say it this way, Jeremy, Rona, we'll say the Rona, it's the R-O-N-A, Rona Theater in Ironton, Ohio, um, there's a big show coming up, it's called a, this show's a clusterfuck, but uh, they've got a lot of good people coming in, of course, I got the students that's going to be there, uh, Jillian Hall, myself, um, but uh, Misery will be there, uh, Matt Cross, I've been putting over him over the last couple of weeks. Shane Douglas, a uh, couple people, uh, former employees of WWE are going to be there. Um, the gentleman, I cannot think of his name from Crime Time, uh, he's going to be there. Um, uh, a couple others. But anyway, come out. It's at the Rone Theater in Ironton, Ohio, this Saturday, July 17th. Doors open at 6, man. And I'll be over there just kind of uh, in the back. Observing a talent, taking in the uh, matches, maybe uh, uh, aging a couple matches, but also reviewing them for the students uh, for them to, you know, hopefully they continue to get better than they have been. And also, I have to say this, Casey King will be there. Um, We wish him well on his recovery from his knee surgery. He's doing pretty good. Uh, Big Joe Pace will be there. Uh, One of the young guys, uh, 
been around for one hour now. He worked a couple dark matches for WWE. Uh, he was Chase Armstrong. He's Psych Ward. That's how I know him. So he's going to be uh, he's going to be there. Should be a good show and a good time. If you can hear my voice in your Ashland, Huntington, Ironton, Tri-State area, come down, have a good time, drink a few beers, watch some wrestling matches. And um, that's that for now. And then I'll tell you about a couple more appearances later on. Right on. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, I, I got a question for you specifically now. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm getting a little concerned here. Who's got a better speaking voice, me or Dave? Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, it's man. definitely you. I'll, I'll just answer for him. Wait a minute. My, my, um, I couldn't hear that very clearly. Sorry about that. I think they, I think they was, I think they was speaking. What were you saying, Dave? <laughs> oh, you win. No, no contest. You uh, definitely have a much better voice. Uh, both of you have very good voices. I'm more used to the professors, but like I said earlier, I clarified, you know, Dave, you got a great voice too, man. Easy Thank on you. the ears. So, um, uh, so what's the, um, I wanted to tell you this real quickly. I've watched several of them, obviously. Um, the one, you know, I'm going to bring up right away is one of the early ones I watched and that was the one about Smoky Mountain. And I wanted to say thank you because there was a video several wow. years ago. I don't know if it's still out there or not, but, uh, someone did a little thing on Smoky Mountain wrestling. And so I said, Oh, I watched this and I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how long it was. I'm not trying to bury anyone else. I don't remember the person's name. Anything like that. It's just saying like, and man, I just breezed over a couple <laughs> people, myself included. Like I, they barely acknowledged that I even had the heavyweight championship. They just put up the whole, the promotion, but they only put up obviously a few people they really liked mm. <laughs> and either didn't say anything or forgot about a couple people in the organization but with yours you really done the smoky mountain wrestling video dave knows you done it really very good justice and uh jeremy brought to my attention so i went back and rewatched it that you were so kind uh to remember me as the uh i'm still holding the tv <laughs> title baby and no one's getting that strap off my back you motherfuckers i'm not <laughs> defending that tv title anytime soon and i will say this my uh Maybe because of my infatuation with meatloaf, I'm no longer a junior heavyweight contender, but I still hold the junior heavyweight championship title, too. Thank you for letting people know that, Dave. Reminding people, letting them know. I'm still the Smoky Mountain TV champion. Beat the champ, baby. And the junior heavyweight champ. Yes. Um, you know, but guys, thank you for doing that. Very good. I, I, you are welcome. I got to yes. throw this out there real quick for you, Bobby. A couple of years ago, back when I was still doing Geekish Cast, I interviewed an actress named Tammy Gillis who had been in a series where Meatloaf played the villain, right? Dave knows wrestling. This episode may end up being called Meatloaf again. I don't know. <laughs> but here's the thing. So I asked her, I said, how much does he weigh now? And she was, I don't know, about 210. I said, so he's like a vegetarian meatloaf now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. No oh, more meatloaf man. talk. We're done forever. That's it. I don't know. I was going to say, I had an <laughs> never say forever. <laughs> yeah, I had an interesting meatloaf thing I heard. I don't know if you guys know about it, about the movie Fight Club. Yeah, dropped out, Dave. What a, oh, so Fight Club, yes. Bob, oh, what sorry. a, yeah. yeah. The big slobbering. <laughs> well, the, the, story, the story I heard was that um, both um, Ed Norton and Brad Pitt were very excited to see Meatloaf. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're big fans of his. And they get on set, and when he's wearing the suit and he has his hair cut short, they're standing right next to him. They're like, where's Meatloaf? I thought he was going to be here today. And he's standing right behind him. Like, 
Oh man, great movie too, man. Great oh, this is a too. great movie. Yeah, I don't know if that story's yeah. true. It's just what I heard. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll keep it true on this. Hey, on this podcast, anything's possible. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> we don't let the truth affect a good story here. Yeah. Yes, never, never uh, do we let the truth stand away of a good yarn, man. So, that's, and yeah, that's uh, right. let me say this on behalf of uh, Jeremy. There, I'm surprised he didn't say anything. Dusty been your first memory. That's mm. Jeremy's go-to right there. His brother yep. was Dusty. Oh, look at that. So here in this territory, we were we were the Thursday night in the San Francisco loop here. Okay. And uh, Dusty Rhodes was the U.S. champion before uh, Roy Shire folded and uh, called it quits. But Dusty was the guy they brought in as the big star here uh, for things like that. And, you know, they bring him in for Ray Stevens and Pat Patterson and those guys. Mm. Um, and so my little brother was named after Dusty Rhodes. His, uh-huh. name's, his name's not Virgil. It's it's Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, no kidding. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, see, for years, my mom would say he was named after Dustin Hoffman. My dad's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess around the time my dad passed away, I guess my mom finally fessed up and admitted it. So, you know, um, then we finally discovered the truth. Uh, you know what I do? I kind of have a topic I want the three of us to kind of get into here uh, and just kind of discuss and feel free to take it wherever it goes. Why the hell do we do this to ourselves as wrestling fans? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, Dave. I haven't really watched wrestling except for when the NWA came back. I got real into it again and then the Rona hit and I kind of fell out. But, you know, wrestling fandom has gotten so toxic um, I don't know that there's really been any great things happening in wrestling since, you know, 97, 98. Um, you know, guys, what, what are your thoughts? Why, why, especially as uh, YouTube hosts and podcast hosts, why do we keep talking about what we talk about? <laughs> well, for me, it's a matter of it's wrestling itself, even if things aren't going the way you like, even if it's not as fun as it used to be wrestling itself as a concept is always going to work. That's timeless. So there's always the hope that it can go back and everybody has different tastes. And, you know, some people might like one thing while you don't like it and vice versa. And of course, when we're first introduced to something and we're told this is what wrestling is, we just think this is what it's always going to be. And then when it changes, and it slowly gets more removed from what we remember wrestling to be, it becomes harder to keep watching it. But that doesn't mean that it may not harken back to those good old days. So for me, a big part of it is I'm always going to love the memories I have. Those aren't going to change. And it's also the hope that it will get good again. Whether or not that happens remains to be seen. But, <laughs> you know, there's always the hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bobby, what do, do you, you um Well, shit, you know, I, I think I think professional wrestling from from an early age and I eventually got into the business the to me and I think it still holds true professional wrestling kind of works on cycles man and yeah. if you recall when we first started this podcast uh you know we we had WWE um and and not a lot more happening mm-hmm. at, at uh, that, that we were you know follow not that we were following I just saying you know a mainstream with since then you know we was talking we used to tease about a t-shirt company and you know they started you know having pay-per-views and next thing you know you know you have your AEW 
And um, uh, I hope fans, I don't care what you like. Some people like chocolate ice cream. Some people like vanilla. Some people fucking like sprinkles. I, I still, I am not, get ready, Dave, because I might spit. No. I am not a sports uh, uh, yeah. uh, person, but I, I love pro wrestling. Uh, mm. Then that NWA came, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and and I, I, I used, um, and I had some different time references here. Um, I, I I tried to go to a show, you know, once every, you know, six or eight weeks, depending on how I was feeling at that particular time, uh, local indie shows with, with a um, relatively close driving distance for me. Um, and I went to a couple WWE house shows as well during that time and a TNA house show. So um, I just, I think it's the hope of, um, I enjoy good wrestling. I enjoy seeing, you know, two guys or two girls um, just, uh, uh, go at it and uh, just I enjoy the um, I like it. It's, uh, I want to see just a good match. And as long as the people are in the match and trying to make it look competitive, mm-hmm. um, I, I enjoy that aspect. My my question back to Dave is, I'm just curious, is do you watch a lot of wrestling on TV still or do you go to shows less at forgetting the last, what, 18, 20 months or so? Are you a big mm-hmm. fan to go to your area or you know, what, what do you, do you go to shows or not? Well, yeah, uh, that's a good question. And I actually like that you brought this up because, uh, to go back to what you're saying, when I'm talking about, uh, the wrestling quality not being exactly what I would like it to be, that's mostly yeah. the mainstream stuff. But when we talk about outside promotion, outside of the, you know, the top of the top, there is a lot of stuff that's really good. And even yes. within the mainstream, there's a few things that I like. Lo- th- there's a few things that I like here and there. But for the most part, there's a lot of good stuff outside of it. Uh, I currently work for Catalyst Wrestling, so I get to see those shows uh i get to be at those shows which is great for me because i feel like i have the best seat in the house especially when i've uh, been timekeeping uh, as a timekeeper we often uh, I, I always say the timekeeper's got the best seat in the house so uh, i always appreciate that but even outside of that i was just recently at uh, invictus pro wrestling i got to see them uh, those guys invited me out which is great and i've been going to nxt and before a year and a half ago i was at nxt shows uh wwe cool. shows uh i had tickets for my first ever AEW show but then the world shut down so i didn't get to go yeah uh but yeah i enjoy actively seeing live wrestling and when it comes to the outside stuff i really love like that too. Uh, the NWA coming back was great. Uh, I really didn't like it as much, um, just coincidentally after Cornette left and had nothing specifically to do with him necessarily, <laughs> but they started changing the, the flavor around. Um, don't get me wrong. It didn't help because I, I do like Jim Cornette, but once. No, I Cornette agree. Left, I agree. The, yeah. The show changed in tone. Like it was a different show almost. And now with Eli Drake no longer there, who I thought the story was written, it was written in the stars. Eli Drake was supposed to be the guy to take the belt off of Nick Aldis. Then they stalled on him for some odd reason. And then now he's in NXT. So that story's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about Thunder Rosa? <laughs> you know, I think she's great. I think she's a great talent, too. Um, and yeah. that's actually what I wanted to see more from in the NWA and AEW. I thought while their boys are not working and girls are not working, why not put them on AEW TV more? Not just Thunder Rosa, but why wasn't Nick Aldis yeah. on TV? And, and so on and so forth. Why were we seeing, like, Ricky Starks leave NWA yeah. and just go, we could have had a cross-promotional brand just to keep them on television, keep them going. It would have been great. Jeremy and I actually discussed that at one point, mm. a couple, when I think around the Ricky Starks time, you know, why weren't, uh, you know, a couple of them just get that exposure, not just jumping, but at least doing some, uh, you know, inner changing talents, if you will. 
uh, right. is what I'd like to have seen. And also, you know, <laughs> I don't know if, if you – I watched um, uh, something. I I really had to watch it. A, a neighbor of mine, an older gentleman, and um, uh, lives down this back alley, just happened to – I didn't even know he was a wrestling fan. He found out I was a wrestler, I guess, about six or eight months ago. And he started talking. <laughs> and he had this weird sleep schedule, man. But he started talking about Ring of Honor and because of the time it airs here that he watches it. And right. um, so I went and watched the uh, the Briscoe Brothers the other day yeah. in a barn match. And I – Enjoyed the hell out of it, you know. But we did a thing about all the t- titles, and, and uh, MLW has a tremendous product. Uh, there's good wrestling out there if you look for it, you know, outside the mainstream, even though those are kind of mainstreamish to me. But I right. also like those indie shows as well. Um, and I know about a bunch of talented, uh, you know, young men and women uh, involved. And I uh, I like that, seeing, seeing those people, you know, uh, work their way up and then uh, – I'd like to see everyone get a break if they deserve a break, you know. Um, sometimes that's not the way the business works. Sometimes someone has five matches and they have a certain look to them and they put them on, t- keep them off TV for three months and they bring them back and, you know, they're a big star. But um, some people just work their ass off and they, you know, never get that big break, but everyone else knows how talented they are in the locker room. They're like, hey, you know. But um, I just appreciate good wrestling, man. And there's a lot oh. of it out there if you look. Uh, I can completely agree with that. And it's also harder for me to, uh, it's also hard for me knowing that there are so, so many people who work hard, are really talented at what they do. And yet there's only so much the world is going to get to see of them unless they go look for it. So if you're a wrestling fan, I say go out there and really, really go out there and see what you can find because there's so much out there that you won't even know. And there's plenty of guys in, in America, like not even in around the world, but in America that I don't know about that are amazing that I would absolutely, I'm sure I would love to see if I, if I even knew to see it. So yeah. you, you have to hunt for it and I'm actively hunting for it. And even I can't keep up with all of it. Um, but <laughs> also the biggest thing that I like to say is that when it comes to the independent scene, those are the guys that I think, especially in the past year and a half, are going to need the attention more, going to need the help more. A lot of people express concern, and I understand why, and rightfully so, for a lot of the released WWE talents during this time period. But let's not forget that a lot of these local guys, these guys need support more. So I've been a big proponent of supporting your local independent wrestling scene and supporting your local independent wrestlers because I think that's very important. So if you really love this business, take care of the guys who need it most. That's right. And let me tell you something. we got some live pro wrestling. Hey, Stephen P. New, right now, <laughs> he's the one. His law offices, New Taylor Law Offices, live pro wrestling, Saturday, August the 7th, at the, it's the Beck County Convention. It's the old armory there, man. It's ASW. It's all-star wrestling. They're having a bash in Beckley. Yours truly is going to be there. I'm going to be in the corner of Shane Storm as he takes on the legendary Jerry the King Lawler. And as you know, wrestling, Dave, you know Jerry Lawler and I have a little bit of history there, my man. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, but since I've signed this, this name may sound familiar too. Uh, apparently, they the law office of Stephen P. New and Jerry Lawler and whoever else are involved up there at ASW, Gary Damron, um, they have brought in Dennis Condry to be some kind of enforcer. So uh, Dennis Condry is going to be there. But listen to this, man. Ronnie Garvin's going to be there. Um, Davey Richards. 
uh, Ron Mathis, one man, the white trash Ron Mathis, as tough as can be. Um, the Heat Seeker is going to be there. Uh, Kerry Morton's going to be there. I'm just naming some guys here. He, uh, Dave Heath, uh, what's his name uh, from WWE? Um, not Dave Heath. Yeah, is it Dave? Um, he's on Impact now, Heath. Uh, Brian Myers is going to be there and oh. uh, Matt Cardona. And uh, let's see. I think I named most of the people that I know off the top of my head. But um, anyway, that's uh, the bash in Beckley. First time back in Beckley forever because Smoky Mountain used to run that. The old NWA used to run that. I love the atmosphere of that building. I'm going to be excited to be there as a fan and also excited to be there to be in Shane's corner um, as he battles Jerry to King Lawler. And um, we'll see what happens between Dennis Condry and uh, hell, I'm just there to manage. I hope nothing. <laughs> well, I gotta... But uh, yeah, support your local independent wrestling guys. Thanks for that plug, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I don't know. You, you might have to stay on your toes with Dennis country right there you know he's he's not gonna make it work <laughs> yeah no uh speaking you know speaking of dennis condry uh he and i have a little something in common that oh, yeah. uh we both have lincolns and they both run on gasoline and not air. Yeah, not on air <laughs> and, uh, so, so bobby why don't you sell a couple books real quick Oh, okay, yeah. So, um, Dave, you know, um, I've got a couple books out there, man. You can find them on Amazon. But the good professor himself has set up a couple of links that are shortcuts. And also, it helps our show get a little bit of kickback, helps uh, Jeremy's uh, affiliate account with Amazon. I'm going to give those book titles out and those links out right now. So, if you want my first book, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boots Will Travel. Just use tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. That'll take you right to it. The second book is called I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. Just go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2. Both those links will take you directly to the book. Uh, Dave, if you don't have a copy, I'll be more than glad to send you an autographed copy. Well, once we get off the air here, you can give me the information if you so desire to have one or have not read it yet. So, Oh, that, um, I would love that. That would be great. Yes. Be my pleasure, my friend. Um, Be mine. Yeah, just um, you know, uh, you can download those books as well. There's a couple other eBooks on there as well. I don't know if the affiliate account gets off of that anything off of that, but it does give our program a little bit of kickback if you go through the tinyrl.com slash blazebook one or slash blazebook two and get the hard print or hardback um, uh, paperback edition of those books. Um, so that's my book plug, uh, Professor. Fantastic. Um, actually, just real quick, and I don't want to take a lot of time away from our guest here, but <laughs> right, uh, right, right. our new website is up at bell2bellblaze.com. Uh, Bobby, I did I did pitch in a little extra for a tool that's going to allow us to use a shortened link from now on that's going to be bell2bellblaze.com slash whatever. So we will we will be getting new links to our <laughs> okay. things. So. Cool deal. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for doing yeah. it. I know you sent me a message last night, but I was a few deep. <laughs> I, I, so. I, I, well, yeah, so was I when I was setting up the website, so I'm hoping everything works okay. Yeah, well. <laughs> Dave, you have a cold beer once in a while? We do talk about cold beer on this show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Once, yeah. Yeah, once in a while, myself. Yeah. Okay. What's, uh, what's your favorite? Okay. What's your favorite? What do you like to drink? What do you guys like to drink? I'm a Miller Lite guy. I'm a Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you? How about you? Uh, me. So my, my go-to beer when I'm just like hanging out, having a beer is Bud Light just cause it's easy to drink and you know, whatever. Um, I am a bigger fan of, uh, reds and, uh, stouts though. 
And what's yours go to, Dave? Okay. All right. Work, work. What's yours, my friend? Um, usually, well, if I can find it, because it's not everywhere. If it's not every, it's not everywhere. But I do like Yingling a lot. That's the one I'll go to. Yeah. But you know, not everywhere carries it. We have that now. It went from it, when I lived in Maryland. Uh, we got it because right there near Pennsylvania, and uh-huh. because of the, uh, they eventually went into West Virginia, and I think it's been maybe two or three years now. We can get Yingling here in Kentucky now. So that's nice. a good beer. Good choice. Good choice. And no light on that. When you go to England, you got to have a good England. You can't. I'm not a England light guy. Um, but yeah, I'm a Miller light guy. <laughs> I got, yeah. England probably is not going a lot past. Uh, they're distributed out of, they're the oldest brewery in the U.S. I think they're distributed, well, they're distributed in Pennsylvania, but I don't know what their distribution is, how far it goes. I know it. We were two or three years behind West Virginia. Of course, West Virginia does border Pennsylvania. But there mm. for a while, they were just doing a surrounding county or uh, states on the um, the east side there. You know, like Maryland, uh, Delaware, you know, New York, maybe up in that area. So, mm. Well, here, you know, here we in do California, we have so many micro – well, not just California. The West Coast, California, all the way up to uh, British Columbia, we have so many microbreweries. And they all specialize in these fucking skunky, dirty sock IP. So it's you got you got to be a little more select. I mean, even just like right here, Modesto. Yeah, we have a lot of people, but we're still quote unquote a small town. You know, um, it's almost three hundred thousand people right here, but. We have new small new, town. Uh, damn, yeah, three hundred thousand people. Well, it's it's, it's California, <laughs> though, Bobby. So you know, fuck, there's there's a million homeless people just in the first two blocks in San Francisco. I mean, it's you know we we have a lot of people. Here. One in eight. Hold on. One in eight Americans lives in California. So when people talk about the real America, it's California because really? everybody is here. Um. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's huh. one in one in eight Americans live in California. It's just like one in eight human beings alive today is descended from Genghis <laughs> Khan. You know, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. But um, My. you know what? Maybe, maybe we've uh, maybe we've gotten a little far afield. <laughs> Dang. No kidding. Yes. <laughs> who, who is your uh, Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Stone Cold Steve Austin. All right. Good choice. Hey, I want to send out a uh, yeah. strong vibes to my main man. I'm my all-time favorite wrestler is Terry Funk. I know he's had a couple health issues uh, lately. Um, I know he's getting ready to be about – well, he had his birthday June 30th, um, late 70s. I don't know if he's hit 80 yet. But anyway. He's uh, close. I hear he's doing well. Yeah, I mean, he's doing – you know, it's up and down. But I hear he's he's all right, the latest word I heard. But um, send him well wishes because Terry Funk – uh man, he's just one of my he's my all time fate uh favorite go to wrestler. Um no matter no matter you know, I was watching him in Smoky Mountain wrestling live or he's up here in ECW or even back, you know, when in uh eighty nine <laughs> with WCW or way back to nineteen eighties when he was coming over to Memphis and working with Jerry Lawler and they had the mm-hmm. empty arena matches, which was one of my after the five star match they had, which is available on YouTube, I'm sure you're familiar with that. Um we're gonna plug your YouTube again, Dave, because you do know <laughs> wrestling, but Thank also you. the empty arena match is one of my favorites. So, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Funk, and that, of course, Funk Lawler. Yeah, yeah, the Funk Lawler, the original one before he started yes, uh, doing it. The uh, the one with the cage was not as good as the one with Lawler. But then again, it's Funk and Lawler. Of course, that's going to be the best one they're going to have because those two are <laughs> yeah. absolute classics. So there's no there's no yeah. getting around that. Yeah, and you yeah, have also a best favorite, wishes to uh, Funk too. 
style of match or a favorite all-time match? Do you have any uh, – is a Stone Cold in your all-time favorite match? Was it because of the uh, – what did you say, the Royal Rumble? That, was it that year that, <laughs> that he won it? Or what was the uh, – you just love him? Or you just because you want to flip off your boss and drink cold <laughs> beer and, you know. <laughs> you know what? Well- but it's funny. It's it's a lot of things. Um, in terms of a favorite all time match, I have a hard time narrowing that down to one. So my favorite all time yeah. match is like one of like seventeen matches. Sure. Um, I've been thinking about making a video where I try to force myself to narrow it down to an actual ten, but it's too hard to do. Uh, but with Austin, what it what it came down to is, in terms of I've said this multiple times. In terms of making money for the industry. As far as I'm concerned, and the math, there's a lot of math to support it. I know people want to debate this, but the number <laughs> I one- watched your math video this morning, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I was going to say. The it was over one- my head. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I understand. I, I probably went too far with that. I go too far with them every once in a while, I'll be, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to the biggest draw of all time or who's done the most for this industry, who brought most people in, to me it's Steve Austin. And yeah. out of the three major people that you could throw into that mix, Hulk Hogan and The Rock and Austin, in my opinion, Austin was the best in-ring performer out of all of them. He was the best wrestler, uh, especially before he broke his neck. He had a smash mouth style. And while he was – a lot of people don't recognize, but he was a – talented technical wrestler but he did it in his way to fit his character in a way that nobody really sees coming so i always thought that was brilliant that you can do moves but do them in a way where you buy it where austin especially his matches with bret hart anything he could possibly do made sense and you never questioned it it didn't look out of pocket everything told the story and in terms of storytelling i think he's absolutely the best in ring storyteller ever was but Dave, you know wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Damn. Damn, yeah. Hey, and we did a um we we had a YouTube channel. Um the gentleman was doing that for us. Rest in peace, Tex Johnson. We lost him uh going on a about a year. About a, I think year, yes, I think September is about a year. Yeah. But um he would he was doing our videos and we had a top ten regional heels and top ten regional um, uh, baby faces and we done one on Dusty that was one of our favorite or early one that was one of our best episodes of the top ten reason we love Dusty but I think did you do um, uh, we done one that was uh, one of the last ones we may have done that Tex put up there we did and it was real close to ours Jeremy if you haven't seen it as far as what we liked and did like uh, title belts Dave you said Dave wow. knows wrestling with the title but we are number one title belt, uh, and Jeremy, he he he's the belt guy, just so you know. So you two mm-hmm. can discuss amongst yourselves. But um, <laughs> we we didn't. Uh, our number one was the Waffle House, uh, the twenty four seven title. You know that one. That was like that was our. Uh, that's the ugliest. That's the worst. Whatever. So uh, I think I saw yours, and it, it <laughs> kind of mirrored ours. Why don't you discuss that with uh, maybe the professor can you know do that? Cause we had t- we had ten belts. We just threw out there like this one's over this one's not and i think you did how did you t- how did you do yours um I, I did five that I love. I did five that I love and five that I hate. And, uh, yeah, the, unfortunately, the ones yeah. that you don't like, there's way, it's way easier picking those than the ones you really do like. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the Waffle House Championship does crack me up, especially because anybody who actually knows wrestlers knows that Waffle House <laughs> is one of the things that wrestlers will go to. It's, it's, it is almost a mandatory act. Yeah. You have to eat at Waffle House if you are a wrestler. 
I just done an interview with a gentleman from over in Australia. It hasn't been released yet. And um, he's got several out there. And he he said the number one answer every time has been Waffle House. <laughs> you know, said go to. <laughs> and then uh, one of my friends I just spoke to about two or three weeks ago, he gave me a call FaceTime me, actually, Mark Mercedes, who mm-hmm. I'd helped break in back at Malenko's and then did a tour with when I was over in Australia. He came over here in 90, came back again. He was here in, when he first broke in, like I said, maybe in early uh, – 91-ish, something like that. Anyway, long story short, he came back to visit me around 97. Uh, every time I picked him up at the airport, it's always Waffle House. First stop, Waffle House, man. That's That was his thing. So even over in Australia, if they come here and they're a wrestler, they want to eat the Waffle House. Um, <laughs> I, don't know about the, I don't know about the Japanese boys or the English guys, but I know I know some of the Australian guys have come over. Uh, Rob Matrix also, he came over and spent two months with me uh, training several years back in it was Waffle House, especially after a late night. It was Waffle House, you know. So, anyway, go ahead with your title. Sorry about that sidetrack there. Uh, no, hey, and he's, he's talking about why Waffle House is good by me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, well, let's, so, let's let's go ahead and cover that then. Uh, yeah, if, cover your cover your titles. We'll we'll, we'll just kind of hit a yep. couple things here real quick. What do you think right now is the most prestigious wrestling title available to somebody working in wrestling? <sighs> That is such a great question. And on my YouTube channel, Dave Knows Wrestling, I have talked about that um, in short, covering as part of my video for what is the definition of a world title? What does a world title mean? But that's that's a great question because as far as I'm concerned, it changes. I don't think it's always the same what the top title is. No. But that's – that, and a lot of people don't acknowledge that. There's some people who say once it is, it is for the end of time. But I don't know. At this point, that's a tough question. I, I will reflexively say – the WWE championship, but I'm not a hundred percent. You could probably sway me off of that if you tried hard enough, but that's my thing. What do you, what do you say is the most prestigious title in all of wrestling? Well, you know, I think I actually, I, I kind of shocked myself with this a few weeks back. We did, um, we tiered wrestling belts. So we did like mm-hmm. a yeah. S through F tier. And right. by the end of the show, I think we had put the ROH title above everybody else's just because the amount of prestige and actual wrestling that goes into that championship. Mm. But I don't uh, think we expected to end up there. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Yeah. It, I feel like no matter what I say, I'm going to want to we'll say something else. So like, yeah, well, yeah in I, half an hour, it's going to be different. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm wanting to bite my tongue about, you know, thinking, you know, the WWE title that that's, that's the, you know, that's the one, but um, you know, I love that 10 pounds of gold belt. Uh, that's one of my favorites, but um, you know, I, I like like whoever just now said the thirty minute thing uh, in a half an hour changer. My, I don't know. Is I think it's up for obviously it's up for debate of people that do know, or your average fan, or even amongst the boys is like you know you're working for that paycheck. That's probably the title you want with the most TV exposure or right. worldwide exposure. You know, so um, I think it just kind of goes with the territory. Also, the guys working in those territory, or maybe not necessarily territory nowadays, but MLW or you know whether you're AAA or or New Japan or All Japan, you know that typed the top belt. You know what what you want to strive for in that company. You just like I work myself from opening matches to to being the heavyweight champion of Smoky Mountain. That's just uh, one of those things that, you know, it's um you, you work you strive for to be the best in your for yourself, of course, and for your for your own business and for the business that you're working for. And unfortunately I was very fortunate to uh, to work around Jim Cornette for, for several years and, and, and some of the top talent, you know, that's 
that came through there. And um, so I think everyone's shooting for, in a work way, you're shooting for the title. And in a shoot way, you're, 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 you're trying to get there too. You know, you want that uh, increasing uh, bookings and right. pay and uh, uh, see, being seen, you know, magazines mm-hmm. back in the day, I guess more so now on the internet. Um, then, uh, and also you got TV exposure and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, and and I also, just, it, yeah, I was going to say also, it, it helps out, uh, your future booking too. It's like when you're a former champion, yes. you know, you people know, yeah, it's, it's always good for you. And it, it's, a, it's a great feather in your cap to have a title, to be trusted, to be, to be trusted as a former champion or current champion it's always an honor yes. and it helps your career exponentially in every aspect as far as i'm concerned yes unless you um jump to wcw and um, <laughs> they um, they don't recognize any other title and they don't like southern wrestlers and everyone in the locker room going give this guy a fucking push <laughs> mike tonight he's gonna say bobby i wish i could tell everyone that you were a former smoky mountain heavyweight champion and really put you over uh dusty did put me over as much as he could but again with the restraints of uh someone else saying well you don't have enough tv time yet and you're like i'm fucker i'm fucking on every saturday night i'm on uh your worldwide tapings uh you know whatever but um anyway oh yeah, wait did yeah. we mention wcw's out of business <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for that, Dave, and I bet you know, you know why. <laughs> yeah, the f- I, I was actually thinking about this the other day. And to me, it's funny how WCW, for all intents and purpose, it's a miracle. It was it anything happened? We did from they had Jim Hurd right <laughs> off the start, and they ended with Vince Russo. It's like and so it's like weird when you think about it. It's like man, they really did well in spite of themselves. <laughs> exactly, and you know I've I, I tutored. Again, I mentioned Jim Cornette. He, when he left to start Smoky Mountain, thankfully that happened. But also Kevin Sullivan, I spoke to, uh, used to. I uh, hopefully see him soon, actually. But um, you know, okay. Kevin again, one of the greatest minds in the breast and business to me as well. And we sat right here in my backyard just several years ago. I had a recent birthday, and I used to bring a deal. Um, had some wrestlers come over and work out and train and have the kids and they were, you know, it's and Kevin came down one time and hmm. we just sat here talking and it was really, um, I've, I've seen that, um, fuck, what do you call them? You know, when you're out seeing, God damn it, Bobby. Uh, sorry, Dave, I get outside my own head sometimes, you know, I personal appearances and things. But anyway, um, I think Cornette and Sullivan both have said, you know, uh, outside of my presence, but in a, in uh, the public domain, that is a wonder WCW fucking did as well as they did in spite themselves while I was trying to fucking spit out Dave. <laughs> and that's that two great minds. Up. And now you're saying it and you're agreeing. So, Hey, the professor, professor. Now we got five fucking great minds saying it, and nice. I'm sure there's others out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, guys, I want to hit. I want to hit one other thing here too. Since yeah. we're just coming off of title belts, I mean, we can all yep. sit around and talk about how WCW should have been drowned in its own bathwater. <laughs> <and> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was glad to have a paycheck there for three years, man. Well, I, 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 I make light of it, but I loved it. I well, loved it, man. At least it was you there know, to so. diversify the product. Look, we just did 20 years of only one mainstream wrestling company. Look what it got us. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Dave, I got a question for you. How do you feel yes. about fans carrying replica title belts? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is going to put me in some hypocritical water here. Um, I am not a fan of the practice, but I do own one myself. So, 
Okay, right answer, I think. Otherwise, someone's going to come and smash your forearm, roll your ass up, because you got to defend that title if you're fucking out there walking around with it. (laughs) So you've got one. Jeremy's got one. So that's cool. But he's not fucking walking around with it around his shoulder at fucking uh, uh, personal appearances and gatherings and meet and greet. I thought about I thought about taking this to get Sting to sign it when he was here, and then I was like, I'm not taking this out of the fucking house. It's not <laughs> happening, you know. Um, do you guys remember there was uh, in the NWA when it was still on YouTube that Tim Storm had his last shot at Nick Aldis in the title, right? Right. Okay. And, and he lost, and it was like, okay, you can never compete for the NWA title again. And then so Tim Storm heads towards the back as he's walking through the crowd. There were like five guys with the NWA <laughs> title right there. And right. I'm thinking, he had to just fucking hit one of them and take their belt. Just pin them. There you go. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim oh, Storm man. does not look like the kind of guy I want to have punch me in the face, you know? No. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so what what um, what replica belt do you have? Um, uh, I have the Intercontinental the the, uh, the old WWF Intercontinental title. It was a Christmas Man, present. The Macho Man said, nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yes. The real one. The real title. <laughs> Man. Oh, Jim. Jeremy, tell yeah. him which one you uh, have. Oh, Do you mention it? I've got the NWA title. The, yeah. Uh, the don't. Nice. Move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone pointed out to me that if you look at the NWA title, it kind of looks like a sloth face. And he says, now that I've told you, you'll never unsee it. Holy and he's right. shit. I see it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll never. I'll ruin it for you, too, now. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> Not you know, see it again. Yeah. What's funny about the, the Dome Globe is back when Ric Flair switched to the big gold belt. Uh-huh. I remember thinking, God, that other belt was so fucking ugly. And I never liked it, never liked it, never liked it. <laughs> And then all of a sudden there was talk about Billy Corgan bringing back the NWA and trying to do something with it. And I was like, you know, I sure miss that old Dome Glowed belt, you know, <laughs> that one I hated for 30 years. Yeah, that, that's the one. And Bobby, I think you've said it. If anything had ever happened and you won it, you would have stuck with that same design, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. The, the yeah. Harley race belt. And I think that's a big part of what it is, is that we all look at it and think race, funk. Dusty, you know, everybody yeah. got it. Yeah. I think a big part of it was the NWA success when Corgan took it over was that he designed everything around that belt and he reminded you what this belt means and he made it feel special again. And in ways that nobody, and I got to admit, it feels more special, more prestigious than the WWE titles in some ways. Um, despite everything that WWE has tried to do with it. It's the NWA title, the way Corgan made it, and the whole company was built around it, which I thought was brilliant. And um, I wish more yeah. I wish more companies did that. So, um, yeah, I, I love everything that Corgan did when he relaunched the NWA. Absolutely great stuff. Good yeah. deal. Good I, I deal. thought that was all really good. So, um, guys, we are starting to run down on yeah. time here. So let's go ahead and cover some things real quick. So, Dave, one more time, where can people find you at? You can find me on YouTube at Dave Knows Wrestling, and you could also find me on the Twitter with Dave Knows Stuff. Fantastic. What's the Dave Knows Things? Good, Crap, good, I don't even remember my name. Uh, Dave Knows Things. <laughs> I don't even I got remember. You real quick. You are at, hold on, I put Jeremy's number in here. Where are you at, damn it? Uh, here you are. You are at Dave Knows Things on Twitter. Uh, yeah, all right, well, there you go. There Try you that go. one. Yeah. <laughs> 
at Thanks. Dave Knows Things. There you go. <laughs> and you can find Jeremy at the Geekish Cast, also known as a professor, or you can find myself, Bobby Blaze, at Bobby Blaze 744. Um, that's my only social media, and I do enjoy Twitter. Um, mm. I let out last night, Dave. Um, don't know if I ever even shared this with Jeremy, but I think he may have liked it. Um, and I saw several other people this morning <laughs> when I got up. Uh, but uh, I have a secret talent. I broke it out the other night for about a half a second. And so really? last night I thought, you know, what? yeah, I've posted this probably three times um, on my Twitter. I, 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 I have a secret talent. I can moonwalk. And so nice. uh, I was at this little gimmick the other night and, uh, for FTC uh, FTC wrestling, and uh, so I, I broke out the moonwalk for it. And people looked real quick, and I'd already done enough just to set my ass back down. <laughs> so last night I put it out there on Twitter because I told a couple of the boys, I said, I'm going to tweet that over the weekend now, and I've done it again. And um, so uh, I, had a co- I was in a couple people like – Put it on her like they put it over, man, because um, it's my secret talent. But uh, yeah, find me at Bobby Blaze 744. We're not putting any sneak uh video out there yet of me moonwalking, but yeah, that's my secret talent. And I'll put that out about once a year, probably. That's not my most popular tweet, but it's fun to tweet it because um, I do have some fans. Robert uh, Silva again gets a shout out, Jeremy, because uh, he put it over about the moonwalking. Also, the uh, Motown 25th anniversary, uh, uh fucking Michael Jackson tears it up with Billy Jean and he caught the reference I caught the reference that's why I was watching last night <laughs> uh, mess with different things so, so wait a minute and I was like Soul Train and I'm like oh man I got up and I moondocked through my kitchen to get another beer last night <laughs> but anyway uh, so, so yeah. wait, wait a minute I got a question so I don't know if you know this but you know Maybe, or maybe you never looked at it this way, but did Santana Jackson rip you off? Is that what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know uh, uh, Roberts put the tweet out there that I should have a, a moonwalk off with Michael Hayes. And I said, well, fuck it. Back in the day, I probably would have had to fucking do the job because you got considered a company you're working for. But anyway, right. I'll put Michael over because he's one of the fabulous free birds. You know, I'll put that over. But uh, but I think I can I can hang with him you know uh, yeah I don't know so, I can't say gimmick infri- gimmick infringement because you know Michael Jackson you know mm. there was uh, people done it before Michael Jackson people on Soul Train and Soul Train uh, that's right uh, Shamarla uh, what's the name uh, shit fuck uh, Sh- Shamalar how you say his name Shamalar fuck I'm drawing him Anyway, sorry about the name mix up out there. They know who I'm talking about. I get all too excited. Um, Shalimar, God damn it, Shalimar, <laughs> he he can moonwalk, you know. And uh, there's footage out there of, uh, of it happening before Michael Jackson. But you know, Michael Jackson's the one that made it really, really yeah. universal worldwide and all that. But so I'm no Michael Jackson. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm no Michael Hayes. I'm just Bobby Blaze Medley having a beer in my kitchen. Every once in a while, when I got socks on the floor slick, I can move the right way and make a certain move. And it's, <laughs> hey, it's, it's all right for the pretty fly white guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was in uh, off the pavement the other day, off the pavement in some gravels, and I just happened to. They were playing karaoke and some Michael Jackson, and I did a couple steps, and a couple people looked up, and I said, yeah, you didn't know, did you? And I set my <laughs> ass right back down, and I said, yeah, that's a secret talent. And so um, so I've always done it from a few people. And one of them was trying to get their camera out. William Harding, if you come across the state of Kentucky, 
Now that you're way out there, in, uh, you're in a whole different time zone where you're at, William. If you come over to this side of the state again, I would gladly let you film the footage if you'd like. Because he, he hit me up on Twitter last <laughs> night, too. So, uh, yeah, uh, I might put that out there one day for a laugh. So, Dave, man, thanks for being on the show, bro. We really appreciate it. Come back again. Hey, it's Dave Knows Wrestling on uh, Facebook or shit, YouTube, and it's Dave Knows Things on Twitter. Jeremy, fucking wrap us up, man. But thanks for being on the program, Dave. Jeremy, thanks for putting this together for us. And, um, fuck, come on, cut me off. Someone cut me off and being a heel here. There you go. All that being said. Oh, you know what? Real quick, though, I did want to point out that uh, Ron Fuller, everybody take a shot real quick. Uh, Ron Mm. Fuller has a interview that he's putting up with, um, it looks like, uh, Terry, Terry and Dory. Terry yes. and Dory. Yeah. So keep your eye out for that. If it's, if it was last night or whatever day it was, but yes, that, that should be a good one. Um, you know, of course, Ron Fuller, take another shot, uh, yep. has the great, great stuff he's been putting out on YouTube here lately. But that being yeah. said, for the late Tex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, Associate Professor Dave Lee from Dave Knows Wrestling, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B, Bobby Blaze. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>